friends, welcome to So Fired. I'm your host, Dr. Lindsay. And I'm Chelsea. This show is all about how getting fired together fired us up to pursue our dreams. We want you to learn from our mistakes, laugh with us, and live out the life of your dreams. Get ready to be so fired. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of So Fired. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea Toronto. Dr. Lindsay Regeer. And welcome. How's it going? It's going great. I'm kind of hot, so I'm trying to figure out the sweatshirt situation. Okay, but very it's good. Great to see you. Nice to see you as well. Memorial Day over always trips me up. I never know what day it is. So right, but it's a short week. It's a short week. I'm off to Vegas tomorrow. Yay, that's great. Whoa. Yeah, it feels like you're going to be gone for a really long time. It does. It feels like I worked. Well, I did work one day in about two weeks. So one and one and a half weeks. Great. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a long, long trip. So fired to fire moment. Yeah. So I taught my very first yoga class this last weekend and I was scared out of my mind. I was kind of panicking because I forgot that I was teaching for the first five minutes of the day. And then I was not prepared. I didn't practice. I'm teaching in front of yoga teachers. I've been teaching for I don't know, 10, 15 years. So I was really, really terrified and I was really going through a lot of imposter syndrome and I showed up, I taught the class and I really am Simon Says up there. And it's really quite funny to see that, oh my God, you will do whatever I say. (laughs) So I feel really good after getting the first class out of the way. So now I'm really prepared for the in-studio classes. Come see me at Upswell Dynamic Wellness, Fridays at 9 and 10 a.m. Great. Yep. Great. Yeah. <laughs> my fire to so fire moment of the week. This morning I tried to go to yoga, mm-hmm. but it was canceled, mm-hmm. which is the second time in a week. But I haven't found a fire side to this story. But you know what I did come to realize is you don't necessarily have to turn a negative into a positive so long as you can just let that negative go. Mm -hmm. right? Just roll with it and just say, Hey, it is what it is. Yep. Don't dwell. Yeah. So that's my fire moment. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So this week we're welcoming Hana Kanazu. She is a TikTok influencer. She's got 300,000 followers. Before we get to Hana, here are my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) You have thoughts. Let's hear them. And okay. So as it relates to social medias and burnout, so media meltdown is kind of what I'm thinking of it Mm -hmm. is. So I have a friend who's in his Mm fifties. He is desperate for like alone time in the woods, like into the wild kind of time into the woods. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's my theory, depending on what age you are in the stage of life, your exposure to media is a direct relation to your threshold of media content consumption that you can handle, right? So, so the older the age, the less you can handle. Okay. And the reason I say that is not because they're old, but rather social medias like Facebook, if you will, has been the last 85% of their life. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you haven't grown up on it, you have a lower tolerance for it. So if I'm in my 40s, I've had it a little bit longer, but my threshold is still certainly there. Now, you in your 30s, you got you grew up with it from your formative years, like high school. It started in middle school and then really in high school. So you know how to handle it. But now with the introduction of your yoga practice, that's what got me thinking is that 
Well, even you are starting to hit the wall, not you specifically, but maybe because there's so much, so much of a conversation about meditation. Mm-hmm. Just recently, in the last four years, it feels like it's all things meditation. So that's what got me thinking is even that generation is starting to kind of hit the wall and how much media consumption and the burnout. Now, Hannah is in her early 20s, so she knows nothing but medias. Mm-hmm. So the questions I hope to ask her today are, do you experience burnout? And what do you do? You have media meltdown or burnout, but this is still your job. Right. And that's where I think a lot of people are getting burned out in their early 20s, 30s, because we know it as e-commerce and building up a brand exactly. on social media. Like you don't exist unless you're on social media. Right. And I think maybe with people who grew up within the past, like late or in their later half of their life, yeah. like late 40s, 50s, it's more of on Facebook, like, hey, what is my uncle's cat up to today? Exactly. And I am just getting exhausted myself because there's three different pages to run and people just want you to be on all the time. And it's such an expectation that you have to meet in order to entertain people and provide value. Are you vulnerable enough? Are you too vulnerable? Are you showing them what they want to see? Am I entertaining? So it's a really a struggle that I have and I have a lot more lately because I am trying to like build up my own personal brand and we're building up so fired. And that's just a really big undertaking. It is indeed. Uh-huh. So, and then what do you do when your entire livelihood depends on this? Right. That's got to be a real challenge. You know, in years past, commerce was on TV mm-hmm. and it was kind of a one and done, right? You made a commercial and that was it. But now this just influx like all day, every day. Like you said, you have to be posting multiple times a day. Right. And with my chiropractic business, we're trying to make it all referral based. And even with referrals, people talk about it on social media. That's how you meet more people. So I just can't get away from it no matter what. I think, you know, I think if you try really hard, there is a way to have a successful outward facing brand without social media, but you better have a very big local grassroots following. Sure. And then people actually have to probably text someone or call someone to tell them about something. Right. Right. Yeah. So less likely. Less likely. Yeah. yeah. So without further ado, let's get to Hannah. Hannah, welcome to So Fired. Hi. Hi. We're so excited to have you. Well, you are our first, <laughs> you're our first celebrity. So thank you for joining us. We are just thrilled. Of course, this is my first podcast, so I guess this is a first for both of us. Yay! So (laughs) tell us a little bit what it's like. How did you become a TikTok sensation? You're famous and a celebrity and you're endorsed (laughs) and this is your full-time job. This is your job. So could you tell us a little bit how that got started? Yeah, so it's going to sound unfair, because in my eyes, I just think I'm really lucky. What happened was during COVID, you know, we were all really bored during quarantine. And there's like a a boom of influencers, I would say, during COVID, just because there were so many of us just posting. And it all started from there. I definitely think since it was COVID and posting on TikTok regularly and on Instagram was not that big yet if that makes sense like yeah influencers did exist but it wasn't such a big platform where people could potentially become famous and I think being part of that wave definitely helped me 
get to where I am now and help it become my full-time job and everything. But I also do think, I don't know, like me being an Asian American too, it was rare for people like me to post in America, I would say. Interesting. Yeah, I a lot of engagement from my Asian community and I was like overwhelmed with how many girls were in like similar situations as me like growing up here and stuff like that. So being relatable definitely helped me skyrocket my platform and yeah, overall I think I'm just lucky though because I was just able to go viral off my hair. That oh, was crazy. Tell us about the hair. We just got extensions. Yeah. And so maybe oh my gosh. So, maybe I have extensions, can... yes. You do? You do? Mm-hmm. I just thought I have tape ins. Oh, oh, we have the sew-ins. Like Betsy Ross. Oh my gosh. We just it in. Those are yeah. so expensive. We saved our money. Yep. We yeah. <laughs> I picked up an extra job just for it. I've been babysitting and, and doing they look office. good. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Okay, so how did you go viral with your hair on TikTok? It's really funny because it's like a seven second video of me just curling my hair. I'm not talking or anything. It's just there's music in the back and I'm just curling my hair. And that got like over a million views on it. And that started like my hair career almost. Like now I get paid to do hair posts mostly. because Okay, so that's a good point. Can you Mm -hmm. tell our listeners what what the majority of your posts are? My theme is definitely like fashion, beauty blogger type thing. I do hair, makeup, and fashion. Those are my top three. I'm trying to branch out and do more, but yeah, I went viral for those three. And so those three topics are the ones that people want to pay me to do. So with that being said as well, so you're paid full time. Like you're making an actual living. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need a side job to supplement you in any way. You don't need a side job, but I have one just because I like a steady income. Instagram is not very consistent. What about TikTok? Same with TikTok. It's not consistent when you get paid. What does the pay structure look like? So basically, you know, TikTok has the creator fund and everything, but that barely gets you any money in the month because it's based on views. But then... When you get brand deals, that's when you get paid. They pay you to make a video for TikTok or make a video for Instagram. And then that's how I get paid, not through Instagram or TikTok directly. So when they pay you, is there expectation that you will have a certain number of views? Like is it dependent when you're contractually making a video for them? Is one stipulation you've got to hit X amount of views to be paid? Luckily, no. They check my views and status before we even sign the contract to work together. You know, they can look at my numbers and decide if I'm the right fit for their brand. And a lot of the times it falls through because my numbers are not the best right now. But they do not ask for a specific amount of views or stuff like that. If only thing, like the only thing that they'll ask for is maybe to keep a link in my bio up for a couple of days. Sure. Why do you think your numbers are down? I think my numbers are down because I have not been consistent in posting. And that's definitely one of the most important things to maintain in this Okay. Industry. You know what? Thank you for yeah. saying that because at the top of the hour, we were just 
saying the same thing, we're experiencing some fatigue, right? We're not posting as consistently as the algorithms demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just exhausted and I get kind of bored with it, honestly. So is that kind of what you're experiencing about oh, posting yeah. so much? And like, once you start getting paid, you know, it becomes a job now. And so the reasons why I started are kind of gone. And so I'm kind of hitting this wall right now where I'm trying to kind of let go of the job aspect and try to honestly post for myself. I think that will help me stay more consistent if I just throw out the camera for me, not even caring about the audience, really. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So you get exhausted as well. And when you are getting compensated, what do you do when you're like just tired and you're not feeling like you want to do it? Like you're not up for it. Mm -hmm. Like they'll give me a deadline obviously. Mm -hmm. And I'm really good at waiting till the very last minute to do these things. If I really don't want to do it, I will wait till the last minute. But at the end of the day, since you signed the contract, you kind of have to do it or else, you know, they could like potentially sue me or something. Um, okay, so I guess we can um, make our own contract and sue ourselves if we stop posting. <laughs> yeah. So what do you? How do you combat that? Like you're exhausted, you're just not feeling it. How do you just force yourself to do it? I seriously just at the end of the day, I think about like how my audience helped me to get to where I am. So if anything, it's like okay, it's for them. Like. This is like a promotion that they'll like, like, I know my audience will enjoy whatever I'm promoting right now. So it's for them. If it's not for me, it's for them. And if I mentally do this for someone else, it makes it easier for me to want to work harder and put out better quality videos because it's for them. I'm getting paid to make this video so that the audience sees it, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, I think it's just a mental switch. Mm So what do you do when you're not in front of the camera to relax, to kind of clear your headspace? We're confirming that it does kind of stress you out or you're just not feeling feeling up to it. Mm. So how do you relax or get peace and, I don't know, reset? Yeah, reset and recharge. I would say, you know, since this job involves my phone so heavily, I've gotten really good at just being able to put my phone away for like the whole day if I'm done with work and there's nothing else I need to do. I don't need to take pictures towards the end of the day. I could just leave my phone for the rest of the day. And that has been like the best thing I've done for myself just because, you know, managers text and call me. I also have a job, like in-person job. So they text and call me. So it's just really important for me to not have anyone talk to me (laughs) since Uh the internet is just full of comments and opinions anyways I just don't want to hear anyone anything yeah so yeah put my phone away and honestly I've been trying to read more comics lately oh I don't know look at something more creative yeah I just haven't been feeling creative and so on my downtime I'm trying to do more artistic things to kind of help bring that part of me again. So I love that. I love that as well. They say colorings and comic books, they oh, are yeah. like a meditative state, right? Really? I didn't know about comic books. I knew about the coloring and stuff. Well, like reading, that. Coloring. In, reading in itself, 
They say it's very therapeutic and a meditative state, right? It just slows the brain down. You have to concentrate. You actually have to envision what you're reading, right? And then your brain starts connecting, identifying with the characters and building relationships. And I can identify when I had my sewing business, I loved to sew. The minute it became a business, I almost hated sewing so much so that it drove me away from the business. I can identify with Mm -hmm. that. Can you? Yeah, I'm getting burned out on Instagram because we have our So Fired podcast page and then I have my chiropractic page and then I have my own personal brand page. I'm like, oh my God, that's so much posting every day and engagement. And then I don't even see what my friends are up to half the time because by the time I do all the work stuff, I'm just so over it. I don't know. I'm just trying to like figure out how to like not get so burned out on social media. I think I'm still navigating that too it's really hard I think I mean it is hard (laughs) yeah yeah I want more people to know because they think it's so easy to just do all this but can you give us an idea how much time you spend creating content so like yesterday I was filming myself doing my nails and I started filming at two and then you know took like a dinner break and all this and then finished filming at like 8 30. Oh, oh wow just because I think it depends on how what you're filming but mine was the whole process so it took me however long it took me to do these that's a long and time yeah, being- sometimes it can only take five minutes yeah okay and then how often do you post every day <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's where I should totally be doing better I post maybe like three four times a week oh oh <laughs> and you're like oh mm-hmm. no I'm doing three or four a day I know I should be posting every day but I think that's great that you're giving yourself a break and like more time to get a creative mindset going because I don't think it's sustainable to be posting like that every single day even though I know this is your full-time job I completely agree. I think like people say you have to post every day, but that's if you want to be like Charlie D'Amelio level famous, like you have 15 point something million on TikTok. I personally am not looking for that kind of fame. And so I also just personally don't think I need to post literally every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... People say that, but that's also if you want like this big following, I think, like maintain that relationship with the audience. Hmm. That's really good to hear because that has (laughs) me from TikTok so much because I'm just thinking, why would I even do TikTok at all? Because I don't have time to post every single day, multiple times a day. So then I just got discouraged to do anything. But that's good to hear that you don't have to do that. Or you choose not to do it. Yeah, you choose not to do that. You don't have to do that. I choose not to do it. No. Mm -hmm. Before we started chatting with you, we were talking about the exposure of social media and we have people in their 50s who are very intolerant of it. Chelsea's in her 40s. She's like getting tired of it. I'm in my 30s. I'm like tolerating it more because I understand it's for business and commerce. And then you grew up with it. Because let's say, okay, Instagram came out what? Like 2007-ish? 2007. I was seven. And I had an Instagram. I think. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know. Or at least like my dad would post or something. So I would recognize like his Instagram screen or something like that. All right. 
Fascinating. Mm-hmm. What, what Lindsay yeah. was alluding to is that depending on your age, the older demographic has had less exposure to it. Therefore, they have more of an intolerance, right? I have known it only for about the last 10 years-ish, and I still, a visceral reaction, a strong reaction to it. I need to take an entire weekend off if I've done a handful of reels. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay, although she's very tolerant, she kind of grew up with it. I'm tolerating it because I understand it's for like business purposes. And I don't really post mm-hmm. for fun that much anymore. And then you just know Instagram mm-hmm. forever. And now TikTok. Yeah. Like, since it started. So I don't know. I've, like, Do you feel like your toleration level for social media and being on it is a, just kind of like more ingrained with you? Or do you still get the same amount of burnout that you think like someone our age would have? I don't know if we get like the same level of burnout, but I do think a lot of us still experience like not wanting to be on social media in like not even wanting to check it and not really understanding it either because yeah, we grew up with it, but what happens within the apps have changed so much over time. And there's like this culture around it now, you know, like cancel culture. Oh, yeah. Are you ever afraid of getting canceled? Another topic. Oh, so afraid. I don't even know what I would be canceled for, though, but I'm so terrified of it. It could honestly be anything. Interesting. People yeah. can find anything, I feel like. <laughs> Is cancel culture more of a TikTok 20-something generation, or do you think it spans across all ages? I think it spans across all ages. I'm sure if you reach like past 50, they're not going to try to cancel you. But like, definitely, if you're putting yourself out on TikTok and you say some questionable things, people are going to be so quick to come put you in your place. And it doesn't matter if it's like your first TikTok video or like, you know, your hundredth video, they'll still see the video without any context of who you are because it's TikTok. And they'll only go based off what you say. And if you say something wrong, they're, no matter who it is, they're going to put you in your place. And that could turn out really bad or you could make up from it. Usually yeah. it goes really bad. <laughs> I think you almost have an advantage being younger because you know that you've been posting on social media since you were like seven years old. And everyone has seen that. Mm-hmm. So someone my age, the things that we have said are like posted on Facebook when I was 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. That is like such a different period of time. And that's like how people are getting canceled now. They're right. like looking back in the archives and being like, you said this mm-hmm. when you were 12. <laughs> exactly. I think it's so unfair when people dig up the past, especially. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, they tweeted that maybe six years ago and now they're out here saying they're a new person, they learn from their mistakes, yet the audience isn't even letting them be this new version of themselves that they changed six years ago from, you know? I think it's really unfair. Mm -hmm. It feels like a form of censorship. Like, they're so like, you know, kind of a witch hunt. Like, it's like they're sitting on the edge waiting to pounce to cancel somebody. (laughs) Honestly, it's their entertainment, I feel like, too. They're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so bored, but this person did this. Oh, my God. Can't believe it. Oh. Like, how do you even find these tweets from 10 years ago or all of these posts from such a long time ago? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. 
they're really just scrolling all the way to the bottom of Twitter to find these, I guess. Like, <laughs> oh man, wow, so much effort, too. Well, Hannah, we'd like to thank you because that's been a real insight. And you know, Yay. we kind of assume that with our age, somehow we're out of touch, but it, it's reassuring to know that even someone your age and as successful as you are on TikTok, you too yeah. that on this. Okay. You got it. You just need to have the warm up of yoga to warm up your brain oh, and your mouth to I'm connect all the words. But I didn't even realize I was sleepy. But thank you. <laughs> yes. Hannah, where can they find you on TikTok? If they just look up Hana Kanazu, H-A-N-A-K-A-N-A-Z-U, both. That's my name for all my socials. Great. So, Great. Yeah. Perfect. Make sure you follow her. I'm just watching your hair tutorials yeah. and the Makeup by Mario one. That yeah. one's exciting. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's very exciting. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good to know you endorse it because I was like, I need to buy that now. Right. Yeah. I always oh, like your good. nail. It's good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Thank you. And like when you get dressed, kind of like that edgy look. Oh, yay. Thank you. I haven't yeah. been like confident in my fashion TikToks, but I'm glad you I'm glad you like them. Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing to just see something a little edgy because everyone's kind of dressing girly. And while I like that, you don't see as many people doing what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. And Thank thanks you. for being with us today. Thank you. All right, guys, make sure you follow her on TikTok and Instagram and all the things and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. Bye. Thank you, guys. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.